This is Crime Connections. We are your hosts. I'm Leah. And I'm Jackie. May is a month dedicated to missing and murdered Indigenous peoples. To honor the thousands of Indigenous peoples that have tragically lost their lives, Jackie and I are dedicating our next few episodes to just a few of the thousands of stories of these missing and murdered Indigenous women and children. Our hope is that by shedding a light on just some of these cases, it will remind everyone how often these crimes are committed and overlooked and prompt some change. The case that I am bringing you today is one that led to outrage in Canada and brought a demand for change. This is the case of the serial killer Jeremy Skibicki. Our case starts on May 18, 2022, when Canadian police arrested Jeremy Skibicki for first-degree murder of an Indigenous woman named Rebecca Contois. She was a 24-year-old female that belonged to the Crane River First Nation. The Crane River First Nation is also referred to as, and I'm going to preface this by saying I tried finding how to pronounce the tribal name. I did have some trouble, so I'm going to say it to the best of my knowledge. So it was referred to as the Okai Chakosipi First Nation Tribe. This is a group of indigenous people located on the Indian Reserve Crane River 51 in Manitoba. So Manitoba is west of Ontario, and it's right above Minnesota, Mm. to give an idea of where it's at in Canada. On May 16th, 2022, two days before Jeremy Skibicki was arrested, Rebecca Contois' partial remains were found near an apartment building on Edison Avenue in Winnipeg. Winnipeg is the capital of Manitoba, and it's about 190 miles southeast of the Crane River 51 Reserve that Rebecca Contois belonged to. So just to give a very quick background on Winnipeg, it has a population of about 750,000 people, and it has the largest population of Indigenous people of any Canadian city, according to government data. Once Rebecca's partial remains had been found, police started investigating and looking for more evidence that could lead them to a suspect. In all the research that I performed, I didn't find exactly what led to the arrest of Skibiki. It only states that Skibiki was arrested two days after Rebecca's partial remains had been found and a search warrant was obtained for Skibiki's apartment. I'm assuming a lot of the information is being withheld at this time because Mm -hmm. it's still an ongoing case. This did just happen in 2022, so just a year ago. It hasn't even been a full year. Yeah, and you have to have something pretty specific when it comes to arresting someone. For murder. For murder. Like, you can't just willy-nilly go and do Mm -hmm. that. And so they must have some pretty good evidence prior to that. And they were able to obtain a search warrant, which I know is also they had to have enough cause. Mm -hmm. It was also revealed by police that there was a potential scene at the Brady Road landfill. What I took this to mean is that they believed because they found partial remains in a dumpster Mm -hmm. that the rest of the victim's remains would be found at the landfill yeah. where the garbage trucks had been taking Which the trash. is rough. It, yeah. It's hard finding things in a landfill oh, yeah. because of how much is dumped per day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Police at this point believe that the remainder of Rebecca's remains could have been discarded into a different dumpster and taken to the Brady Road landfill. On June 2nd, 2022, police started searching the Brady Road landfill for the rest of Rebecca's remains. It would take less than two weeks for police to find more remains and announced on June 15th they had found what they believed to be more of Rebecca Contois. That is surprising. Yeah, less than two. The, so from everything that I read, 
and I never knew this about um, dump sites and landfills, that there are different cells, so almost like different squares. Like sections, yeah. Sections that dumpsters are allowed to I know, but trash. I'm still surprised. So they, sh- they stopped. As soon as they found her remains, they oh. stopped letting any garbage be Go into dumped. Yeah. So I don't think that a lot had been piled on top of mm-hmm. the rest of her remains. It's absolutely horrific that that's how she was found. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always, when bodies are dismembered, to me, it's just a whole different level because it just it's it's just horrible it's absolutely horrible once the remains were observed more closely police were able to publicly announce on june 21st that all remains recovered in their search of the brady road landfill did in fact belong to rebecca contois after this there was not much more released by authorities about how they came to name jeremy skibicki as the suspect in contois's murder or what they found to tie him to her murder and then it got very quiet there wasn't really anything in the news about Rebecca Contois there wasn't much news about what was happening with the case there was a lot of outrage from all of the indigenous people Mm -hmm. that her remains were even found in the landfill to begin with but it was very police were just very quiet about it it wasn't until December 1st 2022 that police announced Skibiki was being charged with first degree murder and the deaths of 39-year-old Morgan Harris, 26-year-old Mercedes Myron, and an unidentified indigenous woman who was later given the name Buffalo Woman. Both Morgan Harris and Mercedes Myron were members of the Long Plain First Nation, which is about 50 miles west of Winnipeg. So they announced this including... So these women including... Rebecca Contois. Rebecca, yeah. Yep. Okay. It's almost as though they were being very quiet while they were building a case. My guess is they found a lot in his apartment, mm-hmm. so they were waiting until... Or his could, car. Yes, so they were waiting until they could publicly announce all of this, but he was linked to three other murders. There was one woman that, like I said, was unidentified, and the indigenous people of like Winnipeg they're the ones that gave her the name Buffalo Woman so she wouldn't just be labeled as an unidentified woman they gave her a name I feel as though nowadays people are so reliant on instant gratification Mm -hmm. and instant information yes we are not owed any information the police do not owe us anything correct when they are building a case, you would rather that case be as solid as it possibly can yeah. be than them releasing information every five minutes on stuff they shouldn't be releasing. Well, you really only get one shot. Again, I don't know 100% how it works in Canada, but it does seem as though it's very similar to the United mm-hmm. States, that if they were to try him and he's not convicted, they can't just go back and try again. and try again exactly. and if they reveal all of the information that they were obtaining and all of the evidence they were obtaining it would probably hurt their case and yeah, the trial a lot of times when you do that you get the fake mm-hmm. um what was the word like the fake news you get the people that the the embellish fake... information that's being given Confe- they oh sorry fake confessions yes that's what you get fake confessions yes. so you know you have to pick and choose what you release Mm -hmm. and people have to be more i understand people are dying people are going missing Mm -hmm. and it is tragic and it is 
a, ter a terrible situation. And I can but see you have to also realize, like, they can't just release everything, everything they have. I can see, too, why this group of people are more frustrated because I'm sure in their eyes it was, oh, this is just another indigenous woman that died mm -hmm. and the police aren't doing anything. And it is nice to be able to report that they were doing something behind yes. the scenes but it's horrible the outcome that they came to exactly that there were three other women that were murdered mm -hmm. the announcement of these new charges is when police and officials revealed a lot of additional information and they did give answers to some of the questions that many indigenous people were raising like what was being done to protect them how was jeremy skibicki linked to these women etc Though not too much information has been revealed to the questions of how Jeremy Skibicki is linked to each of these murders, police confirmed that DNA found played a very large role in them charging him with the murder of all four of these women. The DNA they found linking Skibicki wasn't found on the bodies of the victims, though. This is because the bodies of Morgan Harris... Mercedes Myron and Buffalo Woman have never actually been found. Which then makes me think, okay, so either they found their DNA in his car or in his apartment. Yeah. With the new charges brought against Skibicki, police revealed that in June of 2022, they were suspicious that more victims could have been dumped in another landfill called Prairie Green Landfill. Because of these suspicions, police halted additional garbage being dumped in a very specific section or area that they believed Harris and Myron's body and possibly Buffalo Woman's body could be found. It was also revealed that police had put together a rough timeline of when each of these victims may have been killed. They believed that March 15, 2022, or around this time, is when Buffalo Woman is believed to have been killed. She was the first victim that police say Skibicki murdered. That being said, her body, unfortunately, I don't think that they will ever know for sure which landfill her body would have ended up in. And I don't think that they will ever find her body because, as we'll go on, she was murdered at a much different time than the rest of them. Which even makes me continue to think that they had to have found her DNA because how do you find right. they don't have any body they don't have anything yep. so they had to have found DNA yeah I think it's pretty safe to assume unknown. that they found DNA in his car in his mm -hmm. apartment especially to be able to add these three additional murder charges well and an unknown person that they mm -hmm. don't have any idea who yep. is so yep. it has to be this is also around the time that Mercedes Myron last had contact with her family and was last seen in public. So again, that was March 15th of 2022, around that time. May 1st, 2022 is when Morgan Harris was last seen in public and was believed to have been killed on this same day. Mercedes Myron was not believed to have been killed until May 4th, 2022, meaning that it's very possible that Skibicki held her captive until ultimately murdering her. Based on what they found in the apartment and the DNA, it is believed that Mercedes Myron was being held captive for at least two months or more oh before gosh. she was murdered. Oh, that's so sad. None of that's been confirmed by police because it's an un going investigation therefore like i said earlier i'm sure a lot of evidence is being withheld in order to prevent jeopardizing a conviction of skibicki but there are a lot of things that i think are safe to assume yeah going back to morgan harris and mercedes myron i did want to note that both women were reported missing to police by family members 
Morgan Harris was reported missing on May 16, 2022, and Mercedes Myron was reported missing on September 26, 2022. And they, just to confirm, they were both living on the reservation, or the reserve is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, the Canada. reserve in Canada. In Canada, they call them reserves. All of these women were living on the reserves, okay. and they had at some point traveled to Winnipeg, and that's where Jeremy Skibicki lived, the capital of Manitoba. And it's he abducted them, so lured wonder, them. What is in Winnipeg that is attracting people to go there? I, I think it's just the capital of so Manitoba. Like so it's just like a city. I mean, almost like I'm grocery willing... Grocery stores and things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like your run-of-the-mill city. What's kind of sad, though, is that when both... Harris and Myron were reported missing by their family members. Police already knew that both women were gone, that they had been murdered, but they couldn't reveal it yet because they were still building their case against Skibiki. So that just makes my heart break that they, and they did say for Mercedes Myron, her mother didn't even want to report her missing because she didn't want to believe that something bad could have happened to her daughter, but she felt that something very bad, bad had happened. happened. That's sad. A candlelit vigil was held outside of Skibiki's residence in remembrance of the victims. Family members and loved ones all gathered to remember the daughters, mothers, sisters, and even grandmother that was lost. Their grief was met with rage, with the knowledge that Skibiki had been walking among them this entire time, being visible, being seen, while they believed their loved ones, who are indigenous, were invisible. As stated earlier, both women were reported missing after they were believed to have been murdered. And in my research, I found that this was very common and is still very common when it comes to indigenous women and children. Most indigenous people do not want to file a missing persons report because they're afraid of what could have happened to their loved ones or they're afraid that the police won't help them. Which, unfortunately, we have seen. Yeah. In this case, police had reason to believe that Skibicki killed both Morgan Harris and Mercedes Myron, but they did not disclose any of this information to the public until December of 2022. So they knew in June of 2022, like end of May, beginning of June, they knew but they didn't disclose anything to the public. Like I said, I think they were really trying to build a strong case. But he was just walking around during that whole entire time. No, he was arrested, like I said oh, earlier, okay. I was in May say, of 2022. Up. So he's in custody when he was charged with those wow, three additional murders. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked that they allowed that. But I guess, like you I said, think with it being de- in Canada, it could, it could be different. Things are different, I'm yeah. sure. And I'm, I really think they must have found enough evidence to keep, to keep him. him there. Yeah. So it wasn't until this time, in December of 2022, that the families of Morgan Harris and Mercedes Myron learned that their bodies were believed to be in the Prairie Green landfill, but police most likely were not going to search for them. Really? Mm-hmm. They so we're going to get into that. So the families found out when the police announced that they were charging Skibiki with murder of these other three women, that is when the families discovered that their loved ones were dead. So they didn't find out. I'm sure they might have been told, I'm sure, privately in person before them. But the police knew for about six months before actually notifying the families that their loved ones were gone. I feel like that's just terrible. That's too long. It is. Like a month or two, maybe I could excuse that. Even if you're building a case, I guess I I do have questions why they would wait so long. Because even if you're building a case... Why can't you at least tell the families? I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I'm sure it'll all come out. 
later when the trial is is going to happen. Or maybe they think he has a partner. That, or I'm wondering if they think that there could even be more victims than just these three women. Yeah. Well, because, like, the partner thing would make sense to me as in why they're keeping it so hush-hush. I don't think it's so much that they think there's a partner. I think a lot of it was that they were figuring out that he was linked to four indigenous women and that there could be more. I know, but, like, releasing that information, if they have him in custody, would it... What would that help, like, keeping it a secret? I mean, could it help his defense? Could it help them say that he didn't get a fair trial? Again, I'm not sure. Yeah. Any of our Canadian listeners could... We do have some. (laughs) We do. On our statistics, we have some Canadian listeners. So So I'm curious about that. Yes. Why they wouldn't want to disclose any of that to the public or the families. Because I've never heard of something like that in the U.S. Mm-mm, that long. That long? Mm-hmm. That's a long flipping time. And the families reporting their loved ones missing and the police know. Already know they're... De- yeah, mm-hmm. I've never heard of something like that. On December 6, 2022, Morgan Harris's daughters, Cambria and Kira, spoke publicly and demanded that police do all they could to search for their mother's body and the body of Mercedes Myron. With outrage and protests at an all-time high, police did pause operations at the Prairie Green Landfill to try and determine if searching for the women's bodies would be feasible or not. On the outside looking in, I did not understand what the concern was. To me, it seemed like it should be very simple. You start conducting a search of the area or the section or cell of the landfill that it could potentially have their bodies and you get going. But in my research, I did find out that there's a lot that goes into determining where the bodies could be, what cell they could have been dumped in or section, how much garbage was dumped on top of them, where the bodies could have possibly been, and how much money it would cost to conduct the search and provide the manpower. So there are all of these different moving parts that go into trying to Mm -hmm. figure out if it's even going to make sense to try and find these bodies. As a family member in their eyes I'm sure there's no price tag on that you should just do it because that's your more or less that's your duty you should just do it exactly but I can see and I don't agree with it but I can see on the other side what what they're thinking is well we're going to exhaust all of this money and these resources and we might not even find them so then we're out all of that yeah, I can kind of, I, I can agree. I don't I can agree with it. it. <laughs> but at the same time, to hold this information for six months that your fam- family member has passed, and we know that they have passed, mm-hmm. then to also say, you know what, we're not looking for their bodies, though. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's and they kind knew, of, uh, they knew about it in June of 2022. They stopped, stopped letting garbage be dumped at a very specific section at the Prairie Green Landfill because they had knowledge that there could be bodies there so for almost six months no garbage was dumped in this one very specific section but now you're saying that well it could be it's just not feasible there could be too much for us to have to try to go through so i see where the family members then when you stop the garbage because now you're looking at you're in december they get a lot of snow in Canada. So what were yeah, you waiting? Yeah, on December 15th, 2022, the federal government stated that they would cover the cost of a study to determine if remains could be found in the Prairie Green Landfill. This study was said to be completed by the end of March of 2023. So fast forward to May 12th, 2023, which is very recent. 
The Assembly of Manitoba Chiefs states that the study conducted about the feasibility of finding the bodies of the victims finds that it could take up to three years and cost close to $184 million to try and find the bodies. I just think that's so crazy because they were... I feel like they easily found... Contois. I think it's because for Rebecca's case, they halted... Immediately? Uh, immediately. The same day. They found yeah. her remains. They found her remains in a dumpster that wasn't even picked up yet. Yeah. And they halted everything. And then in two weeks' time. But they halted all operations at the one landfill. Wow. For this, for these two women, though, they only halted. I mean, it was, a, it was a month later. And they only halted operations at one section. So what's to say, though, they say that garbage wasn't being dumped in that section? But it very well could have happened that somebody accidentally mm-hmm. dumped more garbage on top of them. And it's just, it's very heartbreaking because it's most likely that is where their bodies are. And these poor families are always just going to have to wonder if that's where the bodies are. And they're never, they haven't come out and said if they're going to take it on. Mm-hmm. It hasn't even been a month since they came back with this report. But I would assume not because I would too. That's one a lot of money and a lot of mm-hmm. time has passed. A and lot three in three years. You know what state are they going to really even find the bodies in? I just and you know Contois was found uh, dismembered, so yeah. it's very likely that he did that. Unfortunately, the yes, the other victims were dismembered as well. Though I usually do not like to discuss the murder, the murderer in detail. There is information about Jeremy Skibicki that I believe is worth discussing. Jeremy Skibicki is a 35-year-old man, he might be 36 now, who is a non-native with extremist views. So he was not a native person. He was just a white man. And he had some very strong views. On Facebook, there are posts that Skibicki had made that were supportive of white supremacy and racism. Of course. And he had, and I'm willing to bet he most likely still has misogynistic and anti-Semitic views. Sibiki wasn't a stranger to the police either. In January of 2021, Skibiki's ex-wife, who was an indigenous woman, alleged that Skibiki assaulted her and chased her down an apartment hallway with a knife. He then assaulted another partner in December of 2021 and gave her a severe concussion. It was so severe, she had post-concussion problems, and she oh couldn't gosh. quite remember everything that had happened. So because of that, there were no charges brought to him. Oh, my gosh. Because she couldn't quite place everything that had happened. That is so sad. Both women, who obviously have remained anonymous, stated that Skibiki repeatedly would abuse them and threaten to kill them. This means that roughly three months or so before his first murder, in my opinion, Skibiki was showing behavior of aggression and escalation. Mm-hmm. He had a history of abusing women, and not just, I mean, physical, any abuse is horrible, but he was physically assaulting these women Yeah. to the point where, I mean, one woman, her memory was affected. And for me, the fact that he wasn't arrested and he was able just to walk around and continue to prey on these indigenous women it's it's horrible indigenous women in canada have learned over the years how to protect themselves and stay safe 
for decades, Indigenous women have adapted to how they act in public to prevent being assaulted or abducted. Police departments have been heavily scrutinized over the years, being accused of over-policing Indigenous people and the Indigenous areas, but then under-investigating the crimes that happen against them. As many as 4,000 Indigenous women or girls have been reported missing or murdered in Canada over the last 30 years. This statistic is just a rough estimate. The actual number will never be known, considering so many Indigenous women have disappeared and nobody has noticed, or they just haven't been reported missing, mm-hmm. kind of like what we talked about in the last episode. And also, especially while doing research, I found a lot of women in Canada mm-hmm. specifically yep. missing. Yeah. And nothing has been done. No. It's very concerning on the number and the outcry of the indigenous people and nothing is being done. Yeah. A report done by the National Inquiry into Murdered and Missing Indigenous Women and Girls found that indigenous women are six times more likely to be murdered than non-indigenous women in Canada. In 2016, the federal government launched an inquiry about missing and murdered indigenous women and girls. This inquiry revealed that 28% of homicides of women in 2019 alone were Indigenous women, even though Indigenous women only make up about 4% of the entire population. Which is a very important statistic to listen to because Mm -hmm. that's 28% of homicides of 4% of the population. Yeah. That's a huge number. Huge number. I mean, you hate to say it, but it's almost... To the point where it seems like it's the entire population just of that group of people, Mm -hmm. just of the indigenous women. Yeah, it's like they're being freaking killed out. Like, come on. Yeah. What is going on? Indigenous women are disproportionately victims of violence in this country. And it is a distressing fact that we have long known that this is due to unchecked racism and misogyny. The National Family and Survivor Circle, a rights organization made up of indigenous women, said. It added, the political will of all levels of government is required to end this ongoing genocide. And I agree. I do know in some of the research that I saw that the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in Canada, he is aware of a lot of the wrongdoings to the Indigenous people of Canada, and he has vowed to hear their voices and not let them be unheard. And I think that that's a good step. Mm -hmm. I just hope he actually backs it up. Yes. I did see, too, where there are a lot of cases that are being reinvestigated because they believe that police mishandled them and that there was some racism stemming from how their cases were even handled, and it was, like, very sloppy police work. So, again, it's all steps in the right direction but what's done with it is really ultimately that matters Mm -hmm. if nothing's done with it and you just kind of wait for it to blow over then you're no better than the next yes yep after it was revealed that these women were murdered a sacred fire or a fire used in traditional indigenous ceremonies to signify an open door to the spiritual world was lit for four days in remembrance of these women it was said that they did this so that way they were not walking in the darkness. Oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. As of now, in June of 2023, the trial for Jeremy Skibicki is set to take place in April of 2024. 
It still has not been disclosed whether or not search efforts are being taken to find the bodies of Morgan Harris, Buffalo Woman, or Mercedes Myron. While progress is slowly being made to address the injustices that Indigenous women and children have faced and still face to this day, the Indigenous people of Canada will not stop protesting and advocating until equality is reached. Okay, something I'm wondering as I'm listening to this is, you know how in the U.S. we have mm-hmm. the right to a speedy trial? Yes. If, if that's the, is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, you have the right to a fair and speedy trial. Yes, yeah, so you have a right the right to a fair and speedy trial. Do they not have that in Canada? Because I truly feel like this is the longest drawn out thing. They, I, I can't believe that it's I'm not taking sh- so long. I'm not sure, but then I do think about just a case that recently, two cases that recently happened, uh, the Alex Murdoch case, the Murdoch mm-hmm. murders, and Murdoch murders, and Lori Vallow with her two children. Well, even the, they, the, the case of those college students in Utah, I think it was in Utah. Well, right, but so there are like pre-trials and there are little things, but like the Lori Vallow and the Alex Murdoch case, so those were drawn out pretty long, at least over a year. I did look it up and like the Lori Vallow from when she was arrested to when she was put in front of a jury, it was a little over a year. So this is so normal. You, yeah, you okay. have to think he wasn't charged with the murder of these other three women until December 1st of 2022. So it hasn't even been a full year yet since he was charged with all of these murders. And I'm assuming in Canada it's the same thing where he's allowed to, his defense attorney and his team are allowed to gather as much information as possible. And I do think that the trial was probably delayed a little bit while they were figuring out whether or not they were going to search for these bodies the bodies of these women because now the prosecution has to build their case with no bodies and i don't think they're going to find bodies yeah they're not going to look for bodies the other issue is obviously covid i know canada took covid much seriously much more seriously more seriously (laughs) than the u.s so it probably had a yeah effect on that so i it does seem like a long time but i i think that it's in some way it's kind of normal Hearing it say April 2024 seems so far away, but it'll be here before we know it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I just was wondering yeah. because I'm like, I feel like this is taking freaking forever. They have supposedly so much information mm-hmm. and evidence. You wouldn't think it would take this yeah. long, but I will be eager for when the trial starts. I mean, as always, we'll keep an eye on it. Once that trial starts, mm-hmm. we'll post updates. If you have any information about these murders or Jeremy Skibicki, please call the Winnipeg Police Department at 204-986-6222. As always, thank you for listening to Crime Connections. It has been exciting sharing this case with you all. If you so kindly would please follow, share, and go like us on Facebook at Crime Connections or follow us on Instagram at Crime Connections Pod. If you have any news, tips, or cases you want us to look into, please feel free to email or DM us. We love hearing from you. Bye. Bye, guys.